They say that necessity is the mother of invention. Well, I can tell you that making money is certainly a necessity if you want to pay your bills, make ends meet, and survive. So if you've lost your job, if you've been fired, if you've been laid off, you could start looking for a new job or you could launch that new business that you've always dreamed of starting. I'm going to talk about that today. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Solopreneurs. So I'm going to include um, some links in the newsletter that's associated with this podcast episode. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, this is Financial Necessity is the Mother of Business Invention, issue number seven. And you can check that out and you could subscribe to that too. That'd be great. Yeah. Wow. Losing your job. Yeah. Losing your job can feel like the end of the world. And that's especially true in a tight job market like the one we are experiencing right now. I know some people are, some people aren't. We are talking about going into a recession. So several thousand people in tech have been laid off in the last few months. Heck, even the last few days. Meta, it used to be Facebook, laid off thousands. Twitter laid off thousands. Peloton's laid off thousands. More are coming. I think Amazon just announced some layoffs. So it's definitely hitting the tech sector. I've been through it before. And I can tell you it is a frightening feeling. It's downright terrifying if you've been living at the edge of your income without a significant financial cushion to tide you over until you land your next job. And unfortunately, it is taking people much longer to do that. It's taken a lot longer to find a new job. I had shared some of this data from a recent Harris poll with my Invincible Career folks. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but 71% of those polled said that the, uh, the job search is more complicated than expected. <laughs> yeah, it always is. It always is. 63% said they've been searching for a new job for over six months. I know some people that took up to a year to find a new job. 48% report applying to over 50 positions, 50 job applications. I know someone who applied, I think, to more than 100 positions before finally finding a job. And 72% are saying that companies aren't acting like they really want to hire someone. And I've seen this too. I'm a career coach uh, in addition to being a business coach. So my clients are complaining that they're getting really slow responses back from employers, that people are canceling their interviews. They've been getting ghosted. The companies are slow playing it. And some of them have frozen their wrecks. Now, if you have lost your job, first off, I'm sorry. That is no fun. I've talked about what to do if you've lost your job. So if you're 
interested in reading that, you can go to invinciblecareer.com, newsletter.invinciblecareer.com and read about that. You know, if you are looking for a job, you could keep interviewing and you could keep hoping your next job is right around the corner. Week after week and month after month. Or you could take advantage of this push out of the nest and turn lemons into lemonade. And I'm aware I am mixing metaphors with that. Sorry. So what you could do is quickly launch a solopreneur business, start talking with potential clients, customers, and get some income flowing in right now while you're interviewing for a full-time position. I have a quote that I shared in the newsletter from Alexander Graham Bell. You may have heard of him. When one door closes, another door opens. But we so often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the ones which open for us. And that definitely happens. People feel so bad about losing their job and they have tunnel vision about being an employee that they just start scrambling right away to find their next job. And they don't take a moment, take a breath and think this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to start that business you've always dreamed of launching. And if you're listening to this podcast, that is something you've been thinking about. You might discover that your new business can support you. So finding a new job is suddenly not a burning necessity. You can take your time. You may also realize you're tired of leaving your career stability and your life stability in the hands of an employer who can abruptly eliminate your job when the company needs to cut expenses. Isn't that what Zuckerberg said with Meta? Sorry, made a mistake. We hired too many people. We went all in on the metaverse. And now we are struggling. They have lost billions in advertising revenue this year. And so they need to make their uh, their numbers and they just got rid of like 11,000 people. You may enjoy being independent when you start your own business. You may enjoy it so much that you actually don't want to return to a nine to five job. And finally, you might be surprised by how much you grow professionally and personally when you leave the comfort zone of a job that narrowly defines what you can and cannot do. We get put into a box as an employee. We have a very specific role, especially in larger companies. When I used to be a designer, I didn't get involved in sales or marketing or PR or accounting or business development or any of that stuff, right? I just sat in my cubicle and designed. Keep your hand on that mouse. Keep designing. Now, all of this has happened to me a couple of times during my career. I started my first solopreneur business in Silicon Valley right after my first layoff. It's the first time I had experienced a layoff. 
I had to experience them, but had survived. I, there were layoffs at IBM and Apple, but I kept my job. But this was the first time I got laid off. So I built that business. You know, there was not a lot to build. I'll talk about that. I built it in less than a day. And that business ended up being more than double my annual income from what I'd been earning from an earlier employer, which is crazy. So I shared more about that in an article. You may have listened to this episode before. It's how to build a lifestyle business in 30 days for less than $30. Absolutely possible. That's issue number five. So you can go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com and read about that. Now, I started my second solopreneur business when I left my last corporate job over 12 years ago. This is back in 2010. Originally, I had only intended to do some consulting while I was looking for my next leadership role. So that's what I thought I was going to do. I kind of looked for a little bit, trying to look for a head of product or a head of design role. But as the months went by, I decided to stop interviewing for full-time jobs. I just stopped looking for them. I liked consulting. As the years went by, because I always thought, oh, I'm going to do this for a while. But years went by, many, many years went by. And I finally realized I'm never going back. I am never going back to the nine to five world. And that was over 12 years ago. The freedom, it's addictive. I simply can't give it up. I cannot give up my freedom and all the flexibility I have in my life now to be put back into an employee box and report to a boss. I'm probably unemployable. If you've lost your job, again, I'm sorry. And I'm not saying you must give up searching for a new one. It's nice to have an employment option in your back pocket, just in case your new business isn't quite meeting your financial needs. However, like I said, if you're listening to this, if you're subscribed to Invincible Solopreneurs, escaping the nine to five is kind of what you want anyway, right? In an ideal world, you would rather not be working for someone else. But you've probably been reluctant to make the big leap and go all in on your business. I get it. But if you've been laid off, if you've lost your job, now now's your chance. If you've already lost your job, this is your opportunity to see if you can make a go of it on your own. If you can give it a few months... Be patient with fully replacing your previous income as an employee. It does take a little time. Sometimes you get lucky. With my first business, I was lucky enough to land a full-time client immediately, like in the first day or two, and it replaced my income completely. That doesn't always happen. (laughs) With my second business, I landed a retained client, so like a monthly engagement for over a year or two. And I landed this client within about a week or so from announcing that I was going to be striking out on my own. And it didn't fully replace my previous income, but it was enough. It was enough to support my family and keep me going and keep me interested in finding more clients. Now with my current 
business, doing leadership coaching, career coaching, business coaching. It took about, I think, six months to generate a decent revenue flow. And I didn't feel comfortable with my sales pipeline for about a year. So I had to be more patient this time. I had to be more patient with it. You know, it's different. In the previous two jobs or previous two businesses, I was selling to corporate clients. I was kind of doing me selling to enterprise and they have deeper pockets. And now I'm working with folks like you. I work with individuals who hire me. I occasionally work for companies and startups and do some coaching that way, but it's mostly individuals. So that's different. You know, you are not going to get paid the same from an individual as you do from a big corporate client. So if you're doing this and you just can't seem to make it work, there's no shame in returning to an employer. Sometimes you have to go back and get a job. I have several friends who flow back and forth. So they flow back and forth between jobs and running their own businesses. So they'll run their own business for a few years and then they'll take a job for a couple of years. And then they're like, oh yeah, this is why I don't like working for someone else. And they leave and start a business again and do it for a few years. You know, work is more flexible and elastic than we think, or at least how I used to think, you know, I'm Gen X. We were taught you get a job, you work hard, you retire after 20, 30 years. And I have friends who go in and out of self-employment and working for other people all the time. Okay, so let's talk about what it takes to spin up a business and start making some money from it. The good news is this process is way faster and much easier for a solopreneur versus an entrepreneur. And the big difference, I would say, entrepreneurs are trying to launch a business where they may have investors and they have partners and they want to hire employees. You know, they're trying to build a full-blown business. Solopreneur, it's, it's pretty much just you. It doesn't always have to be. I can talk about that. But you don't have to secure funding, get a loan, find investors, and go talk to VCs. You don't have to hire employees first. You don't need to get office space or retail space. In most cases, it's pretty light and easy. And I previously wrote about starting a business in 30 days. You know, that's that other episode. But that assumes, that article in that podcast episode, it assumes you have a job. You're still employed. And you're trying to build your business on the side. You're trying to do it in parallel while you feel secure with your employment income. That's great. You can take your time and run lean and test ideas and see what's working, see what's not until you feel comfortable launching it. But if you're out of work, like you lost your job, you need revenue as soon as possible. The focus is different. The timeline is tighter. You don't have much time and flexibility to explore and experiment. You need to get your solopreneurial business up and running as quickly as possible and land clients to get income flowing in. So I want to share 10 steps to making that happen. The first is defining a simple business model. Time is of the essence. So again, you can't spend months defining your new business and exploring various products and services and testing ideas. I mean, that's great when you have the time to do it. But if you are out of work, you don't have a lot of time. 
Now, if you already have a product or a service that's unrelated to your old job, great. Some people do. Some people already are doing things like this. And that's fantastic. I'm glad. But if you don't, I highly recommend you just use your old job description to define your new business model and the services you provide. You know, that's what I did. My first business, I used to be a designer. I was a software designer. So guess what? My new business was I provide software design services. It wasn't new or complex. Do you know that thing I used to do as an employee? Well, hey, now I do it as a consultant. Hire me. Uh, pricing's always tricky. So your pricing model, you're going to want to look at a bunch of factors. You're going to say, what do I need or want my annual salary to be? And then think about your billable hours. You know, how much can you conceivably work? Now, remember you're running a business. So marketing and building your business and doing your accounting and all that kind of stuff, those aren't billable hours. It's the work you do for clients and customers. So Think about that, account for your vacations and holidays and all that stuff. And then you can use that desired salary and how many billable hours you think you'll have to figure out things like an hourly rate, right? A desired hourly rate. Then you have to look at what your competitors are typically charging. So who are the people in your market that are doing what you do, either with more experience or they've been doing it longer, they offer something different, whatever. But you have to look at a bunch of competitors and figure out, How do I get in that ballpark? Or if I'm way more expensive, how do I justify that? Take a look at what a fully loaded employee would cost a potential client to do what you do. So I used to do that. I'd say, you know, you could hire a full-time designer, a senior designer to do this work, or you could hire me. Now, don't forget, your senior designer has the base salary, right? Bonuses, stock options, Insurance, like health insurance, other benefits, maybe they provide free food too, 401k. They have to provide the equipment, the laptop, the software, often office space. Some people still have office space. Fully loaded employee is pretty expensive. When someone hires you as a consultant, they don't have to pay for all that stuff. So don't forget to look at that and use that as a proxy for what you could charge and still be saving somebody to hire you as a consultant. Think about the high end of the range that you think you deserve based on value delivered. You really want to think about value delivered, not just time put in. You don't want to get into that situation. And then what's the low end that you need to survive? And I always tell people, think about that range. There's a low end where it's, it's just not worth your time. It's not even worth your time. If you can't get paid that low rate, and you're just going to walk away. You know, what are your expenses going to be? Your total expenses. So you have to buy your own equipment, software, licensed software, subscriptions, right? What's it going to cost you? Market your business, do some advertising. What do you want your profit margin to be? 20% is kind of a rough estimate. So that's on top of what you are going to charge to cover your salary and your expenses so that you can reinvest that so you can keep growing your business and then think about how you want to sell what you do. So you're either selling goods, maybe you have software that you've already written, maybe you have digital goods. I don't know. You could have a physical good for all I know. Maybe you sell pottery or services, you know, 
And you'll have to think about that. Do you want to sell hourly? You know, this is how much it costs per hour to hire me or project based. This is a project that I'm going to complete for you. And this is all in what it's going to cost a monthly retainer. So someone's going to pay you essentially subscribe to you and have you available every month packages. There could be packages of services that you do. You name it. There's a lot of different models you could use. And don't worry about getting it perfect. You don't have to have the perfect business model and the perfect pricing model right now. People get so hung up on this and they take forever or they just never launch. You can course correct later. You can improve things later. You can change your prices later. You can add services, drop services. As you are working with more happy customers, you're going to gain experience. It'll help you improve your offering. You'll feel more confident. And with all that, you can fine-tune your business offerings and you can potentially raise your prices later because you're worth more. You're doing a better job. Uh, Number two, update your LinkedIn. So this is a big one. I often recommend that my career coaching clients always have a consulting business in their experience section with no end date. So it's running in parallel. And whenever they're out of work, guess what? No gap. There is no employment gap. They're consulting between jobs. It can also be a nice kind of source of side hustle income if they want. They're doing some consulting and their employment agreement allows that. But since you're going to actually be launching your new business, dear solopreneur, update your LinkedIn and list it in the experience section. Include a few bullet points. So this is different. This is different than listing, here's a job and what I used to do in my job. You're kind of marketing your business, right? This is my business. This is what we do. This is how we provide value. This is the problem we solve for you or the goods we sell. Now, time is of the essence. So don't worry about coming up with some fancy business name and applying for a trademark. So many people do that. They apply for a trademark and they spend all this time and then the business never gets a client and they shut down. It's like, what did you just do? Don't bother. Again, you can do it later. It took me years before I finally got my business name and did an LLC because I was like, well, I guess I'm going to keep doing this. I should probably get more formal. You know, you can just use your name. You know, you could say Miller's Software Consulting or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And again, just come up with that more polished business name and get the trademark and register everything later. There is another way to use LinkedIn as a service provider. They have a guide. I linked that in this app, this uh, newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com. So there's a guide to be, to being a service provider on LinkedIn. You can create a service page, add information about your services, get listed as provider in the directory. And I get new client project requests pretty much every day from LinkedIn people looking for career consulting, help with their resume, job search, job interviews, stuff like that. And I I shared a screenshot of what that looks like. It's pretty basic. Uh, Number three related to this, put your business out there. So don't be shy. Don't wait too long. The sooner you launch and get your first client, the sooner you're going to generate revenue. And that's important if you're out of work. You'll also learn and improve your business marketing and what you're offering as you get that customer feedback and you see what's working and what's resonating. Now, believe it or not, 
I announced one of my new businesses on the day I resigned from my last corporate job. I mean, I wasn't 100% sure what I was going to do with it, but I leapt off the cliff and I built my wings on the way down, as Ray Bradbury said. And I'd link that story in the newsletter to show you the actual blog post I published that day. This is a farewell, Yahoo. The time has come to move on. And it's what I published when I said, hey, I'm leaving and I'm going to have a stealth startup, which I launched later. And I'm going to start a advisory business doing software or doing consulting for startups. And luckily it got picked up by a few news outlets that said, oh, whoa, Larry's leaving Yahoo. And he said he's going to start consulting. And I had clients reach out to me when the news broke. It was kind of nice. Thanks for the free uh, marketing and advertising, guys. So you don't have to have everything figured out ahead of time. And you can change your mind later as you learn more and evolve your business. Nothing is ever set in stone or permanent. So just go with it and flow with it. Number four, ask for testimonials. Connect with people on LinkedIn and ask for testimonials. A lot of people are not connected to their colleagues at work because they're still working together. Well, if you lose your job, you get laid off, you get fired, do it. Connect with the great people that you enjoyed working with before it's too late, before you forget and when it gets a lot harder later. Uh, And ask for those testimonials. You know, as a solopreneur, your personal and professional reputation transfers to your business reputation. So you can use your professional reputation to help overcome that cold start problem that most businesses do face. And they are essential, these testimonials for any small business owner. So before you leave your job or lose those connections, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn, social media, and all that kind of stuff. And if you enjoyed working with some of them, you know, some of your colleagues, maybe some of your managers had a good relationship, ask for a testimonial on LinkedIn. It's called recommendations. And I suggest you ask for one there. There's something that legitimizes it, right? It provides more credibility because it does link to their profile on LinkedIn. So, you know, this person truly provided that testimonial, that recommendation, Sometimes people will have text on their website with testimonials. And there are times, and I can tell you for sure, that those are fake. That's not good. (laughs) So it's unfortunate, but it kind of hurts all of us. So use the LinkedIn one so that people are like, oh, this is genuine. This is authentic. Number five, engage your network. I'm always talking about the power of your network to help you find a new job. Well, that network is also a powerful resource for your business. When you light up your connections, you'll turn up more opportunities. It's not always they want to hire you, right? But they know people. So when everybody knows who you are and what your business does, they can start thinking, saying, oh, I know someone who could use your help. When they're talking with people who say, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z, They could say, wow, one of my friends just launched a business that provides a service that helps with that. Let me connect you. A significant number of my clients as a coach are people I used to work with. 
I've coached people I used to work with at Apple, at eBay, at Yahoo. You know, they used to report to me or they used to be people I knew and were friends with. And it's been really cool to keep that connection going and still be helping people with their careers. It's kind of cool. I also receive a lot of referrals from my past clients and colleagues and friends and acquaintances. They send people to me. Literally last week, I spoke with someone about her upcoming job interviews and job offer negotiations. And uh, it was all because a mutual friend referred her to me. Referrals are the lifeblood of any business, but especially for a solopreneurial business running on a lean marketing budget, because you're not going to be spending a lot of money and you don't have a lot of time right now. So don't be shy about talking with the folks in your network. Be clear about what you're doing, what you offer, and who you think the clients are that would benefit the most from your business. And you can keep it pretty casual. You know, here's an example. You know, let's say, for example, you have a friend named Tony. Hey, Tony, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm no longer with Cooper and Associates. I recently launched my own accounting practice and primarily work with small business owners to provide bookkeeping services. If you know of anyone who might benefit from my 12 years of accounting experience, I would appreciate it if you could send them my way. Thank you. And we still need to have that lunch soon. It's on me. That's it. That's it. You're not begging them for work. And I don't recommend that. I get too many people that cold email me and pitch me and pretend they're trying to be friends with me and say, hey, buddy, do you need our SEO services? It doesn't work. You know, these are people that you should know know you, trust you, know what you do. And then you can say, I'm not trying to pitch you or bother you, but it's like, if you know of someone, this is what I do. You know, you can send them my way. And sometimes, sometimes they're like, Hey, I need that. That does happen. Number six, find your circle of advisors. This is important. Wow. Your employed friends who stay employed, they're going to say you're crazy to leave the security of having a job which is really funny if you've just been laid off or you've been fired. Job security. Thousands and thousands of people just got laid off. Job security. Okay. Some will actively discourage you. They're going to try to scare you back into the arms of an employer. They're going to say, oh, wow, businesses fail. Startups fail. You you should just get a job. Like that's secure. I know someone who got laid off Got a job, took a month to get the job, worked there for two months. That company failed and they got laid off again. Anyway, it's not going to help you to have a bunch of employed friends who don't understand what you're doing because they're not experiencing it. They don't get it. They also can't give you advice. They won't commiserate. They can't support you in your endeavor because they're just not walking on the same path. One of the most valuable segments of my network is my circle of self-employed friends. They were the ones who helped me when I launched my first business. I hope some are listening. Thank you. Thank you all. They're the ones I could turn to when I have questions, you know, about accounting and contracts and legal and negotiations. When I face issues, when I was doubting myself and when I was struggling and I was thinking about quitting, they kept me going. So create your trusted circle. 
of Solopreneurial Advisors. And if you can't make one, join one. That's what InvincibleSolopreneurs.com is all about. That's why I created this. It gets lonely. You need advice, you want help, and you don't know who to turn to. And it's different for us solopreneurs versus the entrepreneurs who are raising $25 million from a Silicon Valley venture capital partner, right? We're not the same. We're not dealing with the same issues. So who do you turn to? That's us. That's the point of this newsletter, this podcast, and my Invincible Solopreneurs community. So even if you don't engage with us, you can create your own circle and just make sure you meet regularly. Don't put it off for months and years. Try to meet once a month or a couple times a month or every week. It's up to you. Share your issues, ask for feedback, get advice. A lot of people have been there, done that. So don't feel like you have to figure it out on your own. Receive support, encouragement, provide it. You're there to help them too. So return your value to the group. You don't have to do this alone. I know we're running out of time. This is getting long. So seven, create an online presence. You need something, but it can be basic. Simple one-page website, on card or WordPress, even using Substack, which I highly recommend. It's free. Free website, free newsletter, free podcast hosting. Perfect for talking about your business and letting people know what you're doing. Number eight, set up payments. That's the whole point. You got to get paid. You could do the invoicing thing, which I did in the past, and then I ended up having a few clients go bankrupt and disappear before they paid me, so I lost months of work that I did not get paid for. That was not cool. Uh, now I do it differently. I, people retain me. They can buy coaching calls and stuff like that. Uh, you can use Venmo, Stripe, PayPal, Gumroad works. If you need to, bank transfers, they work. Uh, number nine, set up your social media. I talk about that. And I have some interesting thoughts on if you should do that as a business account or a personal account. Number 10, market consistently. You've got to do this all the time. You can't go in burst of activity and then start working with clients and then think you can spin it up later. It takes too long. You got to be marketing all the time. And you have to keep your sales pipeline full. And I talked about that too. And then finally, my bonus, have some fun. You know, losing a job is never enjoyable, but the silver lining is you're going to be finally pushed to do your own thing. Maybe you never have to work for a boss again. This is your chance to build a business around your life instead of living your life around a job. You can do more of the work you love, less of what you hate. Work with people you enjoy. Work with people you enjoy spending time with, both as like partners and clients. Set your own hours and decide how you're going to spend your days. You can work as much or as little as you want, right? No one's telling you what to do. You can get paid what you're worth. You don't have to go beg someone for a promotion or a raise. You can work where you want. Return to office? No. No thanks. I work for myself. I work where I want. And you can work how you want. You don't have to have a micromanaging boss telling you how to do your job. Now I know this is all just the tip of the iceberg. I know. It takes a lot to launch and run a business. That's why I created this podcast. It's why I have the newsletter in the community. If you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com you don't have to do this alone. I'm a solopreneur too. I've been running my most recent business for over six years now. So we're on this journey together. 
I'm doing it too. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Reach out and talk to me. I'm here to help. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with building the business of your dreams.